Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Hey, good evening everybody. This is Terry from Texas. Welcome to another episode, number 32 of Terry's Mysterious Moments. I haven't done that opening in a while and thought I'd do it tonight. I hope everybody's doing fine because down here in Texas the temperatures are starting to go down not being so warm for so long all day I posted on the Terry's Mysterious Moments Facebook page a question does anybody have any ideas for for shows for possibilities of shows and I had some really good responses um, the one I chose is from a listener named Brett Giles and it's on uh, haunted movies and haunted movie sets or cursed movies. Uh, honorable mention goes to Jennifer Mel for suggesting black-eyed children in haunted colleges, which I have touched on partly before. But I'll go back and, and research more on those. And we'll present a show about haunted colleges in the future and on black-eyed children. Melanie Thompson suggested that I do a story about the Dogman. Uh, I'm interested in that, so I'll definitely look into that subject and see what we can find on the, the I think it's the Michigan Dogman, is that right? And a listener named Seamus O. Shockensee, that is obviously a made-up name, but he says it's his nickname from childhood, so... He suggested a story about haunted Hawaii and then presented me with the story that he had he an event that he witnessed while he was there. So that's definitely going to be on the list for a future show. So if you have any more ideas for shows, please send them in. I'm I'm willing to to chase down any idea that I can think of and see if we can make a good show out of it. Movies and movie studios have always had stories attached to them about hauntings, curses, and other ill-fated situations. Here are but a few, as again I said, suggested by listener Brett Giles. The Ghost of Goodnight Lane. I'm going to start off this run of movies by presenting one that was done in Texas, because I've got state pride. The Ghost of Goodnight Lane takes place on a movie set here in Texas, and I think it's up around Dallas, owned by Media World Company. The staff had reported visions of an unknown man on the set. Equipment had been moved when no one was around, and someone even got a slap on the face by an unseen hand. These incidents went on for quite a while. 
Alan Bijan, and I hope I said the name right, who produced this movie, confirmed that a log was kept recording the paranormal occurrences over a period of time. In 2010, paranormal investigators confirmed through investigations, tests, and EVPs, which, for the uninitiated, an EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon, which is basically recording words and phrases and sentences that we can't hear with our ears, but sensitive recording equipment can pick them up. All of these things lent credence to the idea that the set in use was haunted. The producer thought all of this would make a good film, and a movie about a movie being filmed on a truly haunted film set, and then he began working on a script for The Ghost of Goodnight Lane. He used the actual, allegedly haunted set to film the movie on. The cast and crew reported that lights flickered on set and fixtures fell from the ceiling without warning. Creepier still, many of the crew reported that they had heard their names being called by disembodied voices. The film was made and was released on June 10, 2014, and starred Billy Zane, Lacey Chabert, Matt Dallas, and Danielle Harris, among others. The running time was 1 hour 36 minutes. There was no rating, and it was listed as a comedy horror. Our next film is The Dark Knight Rises. Actually, it's The Dark Knight series of films. This movie, which includes the series which includes The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises has what is commonly called the Batman curse. One of the first things to happen was the Colorado Theater shooting where a gunman opened fire during a showing of The Dark Knight Rises and killed 12 people. Four years prior to this in 2008, after The Dark Knight came out, the sudden death of Heath Ledger occurred Ledger played the Joker in The Dark Knight. None other than Jack Nicholson himself, who played the Joker in an earlier Batman film with Michael Keaton, had warned Ledger not to play the part. Ledger reportedly suffered from severe depression during the filming and kept a log. On the last page of this log, Ledger had a photo of himself as the Joker, along with the words, bye-bye. On set, a technician was killed during a stunt, and another stunt double was slightly injured when she went off balance and crashed into some filming equipment. In 2008, Morgan Freeman was in a serious car accident, then he and his wife separated and later filed for divorce. The Conjuring. The Conjuring is a horror movie about paranormal activity in a family's Rhode Island home in the 1970s. The family in question actually visited the filming set a few times, all of them except the mother. She wouldn't even get near it. She stayed home. During one on-set visit, a high wind kicked up and swirled around the family. The crew noticed that a stand of trees nearby were not reacting to the wind at all. Reportedly, at the same time, 
the mother who was at home in Atlanta, Georgia, said she experienced the feeling of an evil presence in her home, and then she fell and had to be taken to the hospital. The hotel where the cast and crew were staying caught fire and everybody had to be evacuated. James Wan, who was a director, was working late in his office when his, a dog, when his dog alerted to something and began growling. Juan couldn't find anyone or anything that would bother the dog, but the dog kept growling at something unseen. Actress Vera Farmiga, which I think I slaughtered that name, I'm sorry, played the paranormal investigator Lorraine Warren in this movie and a couple of others, would not take the script home with her as it made her feel uneasy. And she also suffered paralyzing fear when she read the script at night. And we come to, I think, everybody's favorite scary movie. The Exorcist. The 1973 film by William Friedkin from William Peter Blatty's novel took America by storm and in so doing caused a storm of controversy. There were those who said the film was actually cursed. One reason was the shooting was delayed when the set caught fire and was destroyed. All but the room that would have been Reagan's room, Reagan being the demonically possessed subject of the film. Friedkin brain blamed the fire on a winged creature with talons. A pigeon found its way into one of the circuit boxes and boom, crispy fried to a crackly crunch. Ellen Burstyn, who played the victim's mother, was injured when she was thrown to the floor. The scene was actually used in the film, and the scream she lets out was the real thing. She suffers from that in, into the present time. Actors Jack McGowan, who played the films, who played a movie director in the film, a character. And he played alongside the ill-fated Sharon Tate in The Fearless Vampire Killers. And actress Vasiliki Maliaros, who played Father Karras' mother in The Exorcist, both died during post-production. Other deaths connected to the movie are Linda Blair's grandfather, the man who played Father Marin the older priest, Max Boncito, his brother passed away, and the son of Jason Miller, who played Father Karras, was nearly killed when a motorcycle hit him. Linda Blair herself was injured by a defective rigging when it broke. Also, she received so many death threats after the film was released, the studio had to hire bodyguards for her for the next six months. Actress Mercedes McCambridge voiced the demon Pazuzu in the film. She suffered tragedy sometime after the film when her son killed his children, his wife, and himself. Evangelist Billy Graham once stated, quote, There is a power of evil in the film, in the fabric of the film itself, unquote. When it was first released, the film was banned in every Middle Eastern country but Lebanon. However, the re-release was banned in Lebanon. 
During the premiere in Rome, audiences had to fight their way through a torrential downpour accompanied by thunder and lightning. Many in the theater claimed to hear a horrific, almost demonic cry coming from outside the theater once the film started. Other movies with bad luck or a curse includes Poltergeist, of course. And I would say the whole Poltergeist series had things go wrong. Heather O'Rourke, who played the beautiful little Carol Ann, the victim of the poltergeist activity, in all three films, died just before the third film was released. Julian Beck, who played the demonic preacher in the second film, died from stomach cancer. Will Sampson, the Native American actor who played in the second film, died after heart-lung surgery from post-operative kidney failure. Dominique Dunn, who played the older sister, died after being strangled by her boyfriend. Now we come to a very odd film that was never a film. It was just a script. The, the script was written and called Atuk, A-T-U-K. It was the most cursed film script ever. This film was never made and hopefully never will be. We're running out of comedians to star in it. This was to be a comedy about an Eskimo who visits New York. John Belushi was very interested. He died. Screaming Sam Kennison was very interested. He died. John Candy became interested in Atuk. He died. One would think this would end it. Chris Farley expressed an interest, and guess what? He died. Finally, interest in the movie died, and we hope it's permanent. Films have also erroneously been labeled as cursed. The well-known scene in The Wizard of Oz where there's supposedly a munchkin hanging from one of the trees on set, as in dead. Turns out it was a big bird walking around in the background. Three men and a baby supposedly had a ghost in it. The rumor was that the ghost was, was the young boy who died in the apartment that they were using to film in. Truth of the matter is not that grisly. In the scene where Ted Danson is conversing with Celeste Holm, who plays his mother, about the care of the baby Mary left in their left in their uh, care. You can see in the background in a window what looks to be about a 12-year-old boy standing looking through the curtains on the window, the, the sheer curtains on the window. What that is is not a ghost. It's a cardboard cutout called a standee of Ted Danson himself as a young boy. You remember Ted Danson played an actor and he was very self-centered. So of course he's going to have pictures of himself around his room. Now this one is one of those that I can't remember the name of the movie and I would love to, but it's from the mid of the early to mid 70s when I heard this story. <coughs> Excuse me. I heard this story on TV. And these actors were talking about how terrible this place that they were filming this scary movie was in. 
uh, two of the men were in their hotel room at night, and they kept hearing strange noises and bumpings and all kinds of things. So they got up, and they got a Bible, and they opened it to, I believe, the 91st Psalm, which is one of the ones called the Psalm of Protection. And they left it on the nightstand between them, open to that passage. They turned the lights out, and soon they heard a strange noise. They turned the lights back on, and the Bible was found to have been torn in half and thrown across the room. That's all I remember about that particular movie, and I wished I could think of what it was. But it was scary enough that I remember this 40, years, 40 or 50 years later almost. Do I believe these movies and their sets are cursed? I don't know. Maybe it's just a case of the law of averages where things that happen normally in the world become magnified when placed in a situation that becomes a microcosm of the world. I don't know. I think it makes for a very cool story, but I have to yell shenanigans at some of them. I am, however, curious about the Atuk script. Maybe I'll contact whoever's connected to it. I have another story to tell that I just got from a reader named Mike Simpson. Mike allowed me to tell this story. It has nothing to do with movies, but it is one of those stories that you just like to hear on a dark night. It reads, Several years ago, I was visiting a relative in the hospice wing of our local hospital. I was walking down the hall one evening when I passed a room on my way to visit my relative. The door was cracked open and it was freezing cold in front of this room. I passed a nurse and I mentioned a cold spot to her and she asked me to show her which room. As I showed her the spot, she told me the patient in that room would pass as soon, I'm sorry, would pass on soon as the cold spots were a sign of approaching death. When I visited the next day, I was shocked to learn that the patient in that room had died during the night. This cold spot appeared on one other occasion during the two weeks I was visiting this facility, and the patient in that room passed overnight as well. I talked to the same nurse again, and she told me that the cold spots were never wrong, and if I happened to see a young girl on the floor who seemed out of place, to please let her know, as this also sometimes occurred when death was near. I never witnessed the little girl, but I did witness the cold spot on two occasions. Mysterious indeed. I hope you enjoyed this recollection, Terry, and I promise it really did happen. I felt as though I saw proof of the angel of death, and the nurse was sure of it as she had seen this many times. Wow. Mike, thanks a lot. That's a that's a spooky story that, that give me chills reading it. I enjoy stories like that. There, there are odd things that happen in hospitals. I'll give you that. I've been around older folks who are near death who are having completely lucid conversations of which I can only hear one side. But I know that they're having conversations with people they know who are waiting to escort them over to the other side, I believe. I think that's a real thing, and I think I've seen it several times. Well, thanks everybody for the story ideas and for the stories. I appreciate you listening and sending in your ideas. 
I'll work on those others, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, because those are some good subjects and subjects that I'm interested in. So that's all I have for this week, for right now. So I want you to take care. Have a good week. Pick you out a good Halloween costume, because that's coming up quick. And once again, if you have anything you want to send to me, send it to Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Either way, I'll take them, I'll listen to them, I'll read them, and we'll see what you can do about getting them on the show. I appreciate you all. I appreciate Aaron and Britt for doing their work on the show for me. And y'all have a good week. Bye-bye.